Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I hope that you're very well. I missed uh, posting the last episode last weekend. I have been slightly busy this period, uh, so I hope that you are still coming back to me this Sunday. Um, sorry that it's gonna be again on delay. Today I'm going to be talking about a very popular serial killer, which most probably doesn't need an introduction. Of course, I will be talking about the case and I will give you an introduction and I will explain what happened in the end. But uh, this time I'm just gonna keep my opinion for myself i think this case is strong enough uh, it's a very challenging case for me to talk about i think it's so disgusting <laughs> that i i'm unable to really give my personal opinion i think it, the case on its own it speaks volumes uh, so I'm just gonna go for it Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal or the Milwaukee Monster was a convicted American serial killer and sex offender who committed the murder and dismemberment of 17 men and boys between 1978 and 1991. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, police officers spot Tracy Edwards running down the street in handcuffs. An open investigation, they find one of the grisliest scenes in modern history. Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Over the course of more than 13 years, Dahmer sought out men, mostly African-American, at gay bars, malls, and bus stops, lured them home with promises of money or sex, and gave them alcohol laced with drugs before strangling them to death. He would then engage in sex acts with a corpse before dismembering them and disposing of them, often keeping their skulls or genitals as souvenirs. In fact, the apartment was littered with human remains. Several heads were in the refrigerator and freezer, two skulls were on top of the computer, and a 57-gallon drum containing several bodies decomposing in chemicals was found in a corner of the bathroom. There was also evidence to suggest that Dahmer had been eating some of his victims. Apparently, police had been called two months earlier about a naked and bleeding 14-year-old boy being chased down an alley by Dahmer. The responding officers actually returned the boy, who had been drugged, to Dahmer's apartment, as they believed Dahmer's story of him being his boyfriend and that they just had an argument. This boy was promptly killed after he returned back to Dahmer's house. And those officers, who say that they believed it to be a domestic dispute, were later fired.
Dagmar was born in West Allis, Wisconsin, on May 21, 1960. His parents were Lionel Herbert Dagmar, a chemical analyst, and Joyce Dagmar. Teachers revealed that he showed signs of neglect by his parents. He became very mellowed after he was operated on for a double hernia when he was six years old. It has also been claimed that he was molested by a neighbor. As he got older, he grew increasingly introvert and began spending time at a secret animal cemetery he had built himself. As a youngster, he would collect roadkill and dismember it, keeping it the parts in jars. Dagmar used to explain his father how to keep bones through bleaching. In 1977, his parents divorced and he very briefly attended Ohio State University before dropping out due to his drinking. On June 6, 1978, Dagmar committed his first murder. While living alone in the family home, Dagmar invited a 19-year-old hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks for drinks. When Stephen tried to leave, Dagmar strangled him to death and hit him with a dumbbell. He later on would say he killed him because I did not want him to leave, he said. He performed a sex act over his corpse, dissected the body and buried the body near his pet cemetery. A few weeks later, Dagmar exhumed the body after removing the flesh and dissolving it in acid and crushed Hicks bones and scattered them in woodland. Dagmar joined the army for a brief period who was discharged from services due to alcoholism. Also, two soldiers later claimed they were raped by him. Eventually, Dagmar went to live with his grandmother in West Alice. He started frequenting the city's bathhouses and bars, and he became a fixture on the gay scene. His encounters became frustrating as he could not control his partners, so he started to drug them and then raping them. Stephen Tuomi, 24-year-old, was his second victim. Dagmar met Stephen in a bar in Michigan and was persuaded to spend the night at a motel room. Dagmar beat Stephen to death and placed the body in a suitcase. He then returned to his grandmother's home and once again, he dismembered the corpse and kept the head wrapped on a blanket for two weeks before bleaching it and using it for sexual gratification. While he lived there with his grandmother, she found on different occasions a fully dressed male mannequin stolen from a store and a gun in his room. She also felt terrible smells from the basement to which Dagmar had brought a dead squirrel and tried to dissolve it in chemicals. Dagmar's grandmother asked him to move out because of his strange behavior and the smell coming from the basement, prompting him to move 
into an apartment in Milwaukee, closer to his job at the Ambrose Chocolate Factory in September 1988. The same year, he was arrested for dragging and sexually fondling a 13-year-old boy. Now, in his own apartment, Dachmer gave his evil obsessions free reign. Dachmer would go on to kill 13 more young men. On 15th February 1992, on trial, he was deemed to be sane and was sentenced to 16 life terms plus an additional 70 years. His time in prison was to be cut short as he was killed by fellow prison inmate Christopher Scarver in November 1994. Christopher Scarver, who fatally beat the serial killer and another inmate in 1994, said he grew to despise Dahmer because he would fashion severe glimpses out of prison food to taunt the other inmates. Scarver said he would put them in places where people would be. Scarver, 45-year-old, recalled in a low, gravely voice. He crossed the line with some people, prisoners, prison staff, some people who are in prison are repentant, but he was not one of them. Scarver, then a 25-year-old convicted murderer, had just retrieved his mop and was filling a bucket with water when someone poked him in the back. Quoting Scarver, I turned around and Dahmer and Gis were kind of laughing under their breath. Scarver recounted, I looked right into their eyes and I couldn't tell which had done it. Scarver graved a metal bar from the with room and confronted Tahmer with the news story he had seen he had been carrying in his pocket. With two swings of the bar, Scarver crushed Dahmer's skull. Scarver believes it was not accident that he ended up alone with Dahmer, since prison officials knew he hated the madman and they wanted him dead. Dahmer confessed that he regularly engaged necrophilia with his victims. He told the police that he kept the body parts as he was intending to build an altar constructed of skulls, a place, he said, where he could feel at home. He also confessed to eating flesh, muscle and organs. My friends, as I mentioned earlier, this case speaks volumes, so my opinion is really quite irrelevant. But I have to say that a study of most serial killers uh, will usually reveal a common theme throughout their early years, and this is abuse, neglect and psychological torment are often contributors to the deeds uh, they go on to perpetrate. It's a toxic cocktail of circumstances that has been well documented in history's most infamous killers. Some sources uh, report that Dahmer was deprived of attention as an infant 
Other sources, however, suggest that Dahmer was generally dotted upon as an infant and toddler by both parents, although his mother was known by uh, to be greedy uh, for both attention and pity, to be argumentative with her husband and with the neighbors. Dahmer had been an energetic and happy child, but became notably subdued after double hernia surgery shortly before his fourth birthday. At elementary school, Dahmer was regarded as quiet and timid, and one teacher later recollected she detected early signs of abandonment in Dahmer due to his mother's illnesses. I think it's also important to highlight that from an early age, Dahmer manifested an interest in dead animals. He initially collected large insects such as dragonflies and butterflies, and then later he collected animal carcasses, occasionally accompanied by one or more friends. He dismembered these animals either at home or in a nervy butlan. According to Dahmer's father, um, Dahmer was oddly thrilled by the sound the bones made um, and became preoccupied with animal bones. Basically, Dahmer saw his father removing animal bones from beneath the family home and Dahmer was excited about it. And this is all for this episode. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it, even though I really share the same feelings that most probably you feel. Uh, this is a very um, difficult case to talk about. Uh, so I thought I would be analyzing in brief a little bit his childhood rather than me giving my opinion about it. For this, week uh, the quote uh, I'm gonna uh, give to you is by Mahatma Gandhi before I'm just quoting it I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my episode this week I hope that uh, you have a lovely week ahead and that you are coming back to me next Sunday as usual next Sunday I'm gonna be uploading a new episode have a lovely week Speak to you soon. All crime is a kind of disease and should be treated as such. Mahatma Gandhi.